Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Blue Wire. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up to the left. Oh, blocked by James. It's over. It's over. Cleveland is a city of champions once again. The Cleveland Cavaliers select Colin Sexton, Darius Garland. Here comes Sexton. Some ribbon. And he got it. Young Ball continues to wear him up. Welcome to the Chase Down Podcast, part of the Blue Wire Network. I'm your host, Justin Roan. With me today, again, is Carter Rodriguez, my co-host, who is still not yet a father. Carter, how's it going, buddy? Again? That was an interesting way to frame it. Well, I, again, because we, we don't know. It's very touching. Yeah, you, you very can fail touching at any moment. Sure, sure can, sure will. Uh, if I don't finish the podcast, it's because, uh, well, things happen. Yeah, <laughs> shit happens. This is all your fault. Uh, but we're very excited today for our guest. Returning to the podcast is our boy, Cleveland diehard uh, Chops from Complex. Chops, how's it going, buddy? What's up, guys? It's been a minute since I've been it, on. It well, has been a minute. And yeah. I, think it's, I think it's great that we rescued you from the bottom of the well um, <laughs> and that you were able to come in here with some quality audio equipment. See, uh, I... I uh I, I didn't want to come back on while the team sucked, but I mean they're going to be bad for a while. So my, my, yeah, we my we had to we had to get you on. And the last time you were on, I I think it was one of our more well received episodes. I for multiple factors. One, the audio was just objectively funny. Two, <laughs> I I think you had called in and you're like, you know what? I'm going to be honest. I'm a little drunk, but I I got some takes, and you got some takes off, which we appreciate because the, I over the years of knowing you, chops, I've come to learn different versions of you. There is between games chops. It's very confident, optimistic. You're a lot like myself in that way. In game, total meltdown. And now with your wonderful load management podcast, one hell of a, a point guard out there. You you did a great job with Alan Iverson, and I recommend absolutely everybody and, check out the load management podcast. And God knows Alan Iverson's always needed to play next to a pure point. <laughs> I, I really appreciate that, guys. But that that form of chops is like dead. Cause like I watch the Cavs now and I, I can't even care enough. I guess, I guess the Browns, I get worked up during the game still. That, I, mean, that's oh, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I, guess. I mean, but that's just always going to be what it is. Cause they're terrible and going to haunt me forever. <laughs> it, it's amazing that this is their third best season since they came back in the league. It's, pretty much. It's yeah. called depressing. That's what the word is. It's not amazing. <laughs> it's called depression. <laughs> I hate them so much. Oh man, I I can only imagine. I I feel for all of you, Brown don't you fans guys, out there. Don't you guys miss high stakes Cavs games though a little bit? Like like that was a true moment of time. Even like regular seasons games that that really didn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Just being able, like I'm very like jealous of Laker fans when I get on Twitter at, like like late nights and they're like so just emotionally invested and like a really good team. And I, I miss that. I really do. Yeah. I mean, well, Justin, of course, long uh, does not miss that at all. He, <laughs> he was just over the LeBron circus. Um, Cause that's reasonable. <laughs> uh, I do though. It's just like, you know what I'm sick of? 
if I, if I, among other things, <laughs> everything you're fed up with everything. I'm, I'm very fed up right now, but you know what else I'm sick of? I'm sick of uh, games that are 20 point blowouts that the Cavs get within single digits. And then I have to pretend like they competed hard. <laughs> yeah. like, I you have to what, pretend Carter? like it was a close game. Even you're solidifying why I don't want kids because you don't even have a kid yet. And you're turning into Zavak. And, and it's very disturbing to me. What I miss what I miss almost more than the contending years right now, what I'm longing for is like that 2014 Cavs, where after Andrew Bynum left, they, they basically won 500. They're right on the cusp. They were competitive. They got some upset wins over the thunder and, and it oh, was worth tuning was into fun. games. And yeah, they, they had I, good I play- They had good players then still. Yeah. I, I really, I want, I want one cornerstone player at the very least. You you would hope. You would hope they could get one. Um, un- unfortunately, the closest thing the Cavs have to a cornerstone player is Kevin Love, who appears to be on his way out. Um, so he looks so- more miserable than Carter during games. Like Carter's <laughs> fed up. Kevin Love is really fed up with the Cavs. I, I'm I'm worried for him. I am honestly worried for him. Um, I I don't want to give away too many of your takes because I was listening to the load management podcast, which again I recommend everybody go check out. I appreciate um, that. And it, it seems like would would it be fair to say that you're just kind of ready for him to 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 be gone? Yeah, because it's like what's the, the what's the point? Like it's not. I I don't want to say he's like mailing it in, but I mean he's quite obviously knows that he's going to be traded, and like we, like there's no reason to go all out right now because the season's going to matter for him once he gets moved and once he's on the next team that he hopes is a contender, which I, I, I find it funny. Yesterday, yeah, if he hasn't mailed it in, he's put stamps on the package. <laughs> and yesterday it came out, uh, Kevin Love wants to play for a contender, and then today it said, Kevin Love wants to play for the Blazers. Well, I, are those <laughs> the same things? I don't – not to be mean to the Blazers, but I, I thought I missed something there. But, yeah. I, mean, I wonder how much of this um, just was – like, I wonder how much of this we can pin on that back injury uh, flaring up again. Like, it was easy for him to commit, but now that it's like, it's going to hurt me to play hard on this team. <laughs> it was a pretty quick, like, nope, I'm out. Yeah, I, I think that that's probably a little fair. Um, I I think a big part, though, was early in the season, all these guys were trying so hard. The defense was actually average, which seemed impossible. Um, but then after all those nights of putting in that much effort and getting so few wins, I think it just was like, I can't do this for 82 games. Cause if I do this for 82 games, one, I'm going to completely break down Two, we're probably still only going to win about 27 games here. Yep. Uh, it is, uh, it's, it's ugly right now. Um, he certainly isn't helping his trade value. If that's what he was, uh, hoping to have happen, it's, <laughs> Not exactly getting there. Um, I, I don't know. Do, do you think teams care about that? Think, well, do you think he's just telling teams, like, I'm, hey, this is, I can play better. I'm literally, like, not trying. Like, that's what I'm wondering. Is he pulling an Odell Beckham, like, hey, uh, trade come for get, me? Come get me. Uh, I'm kind of loafing it. Not saying that, you know, Odell is hurt, but uh, I, I kind of think that that might be it. There's so much back channeling yeah. that I, I feel like, I feel like teams have to know that he's he can play much better 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, if I, you're... I think that I think that's fair. Uh, my big theory was this all started right after the game in Miami, and Pat Riley's kind of notorious for that kind of thing. Um, and oh, uh, don't go to the Heat. I can't. How do we still have? A, how do Heat fans still hate us? It's no, been like man. A, it's been like a. It's been forever. I, I saw them <laughs> tweeting the other day, and I'm like, this is. It's like the. It's always sunny episode. Reignite the rivalry, and and, and they thought it was over. I I'm just baffled by it like yeah i don't understand what we did <laughs> to make them hate us so much but i, I do think that there's something to that uh, even marcus saw last year like he was mailing it in and he still had value they remember yep. still went out and got assets for him and i i think at this point especially with veteran players um all that they're really going to care about is is the physical and there there's already there's already some proof out there that when he's trying this season, he's still a really good player. Yeah, and the reality of the situation is it's not like uh, GMs are going to consider trading for Kevin Love. Look at his game log on ESPN.com and go, <laughs> no, no, he sucks now. Like, they're going to watch the tape. They're going to see he's not trying, per se. Yeah. They're yeah. going to they're gonna do their due diligence. It's not going to be like some people on Twitter. Um, <laughs> so, So to that end, I can't help but think that this is still gonna end in a trade, but I just I just can't figure out what the best destination is for him right now. I mean, Chops, do you have a preferred spot to send him right now? I it's tough because Portland just doesn't make any sense asset wise. I they'd have to no. find a they'd have to find a third team. Um, so you guys are not in on the Zach Collins and a first return? I saw someone tweet, yo, I hope we can get Zach Collins in a Trailblazers trade, and I'm like I hope I never watch this team again if that happens. Like what? Like <laughs> I, I like Zach Collins. Collins. I think, I think he's, he's a good player, but that oh, can't be guys, the only thing coming back. Guys, we got it. Let me be clear. Justin just said that he, uh, literally two days ago that he was cool with Michael Bridges. I saw Dario Sarge and no pick. Wait, I didn't hear that part. Justin, come on. You need a pick. I, I, I prefer a pick. <laughs> I, I would try for a pick, but at, at this point, I, I'm a Bridges stand, man. Like I, I, I think that he's going to be Justin's a real good player. Justin's watched four and a half Suns games, and just now he's a like, stand. Like by choice, or you just like you like? Well, I, I wanted him at eight. I wanted him over Colin. And did he's, you, you? He's you, a real good defensive player. You you saw the Suns Twitter talking about Luca being the greatest of all time already, and you're just like, I I need some of what they're smoking out there in Phoenix. <laughs> Well, the other part of that, too, is we get Sarge back, which means that we don't have to start Larry Nance Jr., which honestly does a lot for me. I, I really need that in my life. What did you call Larry on Twitter tonight? <laughs> I called him uh, Jan Vesely with nepotism. God. Yeah, I actually really like that. Bit. I... <laughs> I think it's actually That's not cool. that bad, because especially given the fact that Jan Vesely is like, Turned himself into a pretty respectful, respectable Euro League player. Not in the yeah. NBA. And he, like, he won MVP. Like, like good athlete. Okay. Not quite a five. Not quite a four. Um, you know. Does flashes of everything, but couldn't flashes really put it everything. all together. And I like Larry. Like Larry, from a personality standpoint, um, he's great. He's, he's leadership. Great. Yeah, he's great. And. He can do almost everything on a basketball court. If you put together his highlight reel, he looks like one of the most complete players I've ever seen. It just doesn't all click at the same time, which is the unfortunate thing. Sarge is one of those dudes you could like talk yourself into because casual Cavs fans probably just remember him on those that Philly team that made the run, and people were like, oh, they're going to upset the Cavs. 
and yeah. don't realize that that was like three years ago. And yeah, he, I mean, Sarge, not I think good. yeah, Sarge is not great. And you don't really want to pay him that much anyway. I'm not sure what you're going to have to pay him, but ultimately like, like, I, I don't know. I, I kind of do like that deal, but I just need a first to make it worth my while. But like, whereas I don't think Collins and a, and a first is going to be that bad. Cause Where's I, the hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. That's what I was about to say is pst, I don't think Kevin Love's going to help the Blazers record that much. Um, yeah, it would need to be an unprotected first, one hundred percent. Would, it, would he I not help them? Would he help? But I just don't. I think there's something a bit more fundamentally wrong with that team, primarily on the wings. Who, who are we shading? We shading Dame or CJ? What, let's get into it. I'm down. I'm, to, I'm shading uh, Kent Bazemore. Well, okay, we've been doing that <laughs> for invite, years. Invite right? Ryan Morton onto the pod. Yeah. We've been doing that for years. Yeah, I well. The thing is, you need front courts in the NBA to yeah. be competitive. Like, I, I don't think it's fair to put it all on Dame just the same way I wouldn't put it all on Kyrie. Um, it's, well, someone tell Kobe Altman that you need wings in the NBA. Yeah. No, well, no kidding. Well, that's part of why I want Mikel Bridges so bad is because you, you look at this draft and, it, it once again, it's all guards, uh, which is a little bit frustrating. I feel like contenders aren't the spot for love. I feel like teams – five to eight in the standings yeah, are where it makes more of a difference. Like, into becoming contenders. Well, well, the, the most interesting team to me that I thought about was Houston. Yeah. I just don't see what they give. Well, they, I, it would have to be a three team deal. They, Maury would have to get super creative there, but I think that he, that is the roster that he could like bring up the most. I think, like you said, I don't mm-hmm. know how much he brings up Portland. The Nuggets, does he really bring up, if they did a Millsap, Love Swap, does that really do a lot? I think Millsap's better than this version of Kevin Love. Defensively, for sure. Like a Kevin Love, Jokic front court, that is... Well, the, the reason you trade for it is because you hope Kevin Love shows Jokic what a salad is. Some <laughs> like, diet and exercise. Let's awesome. get him glowed up. It'll be like a rom-com in the 90s where... <laughs> fat, fat Jokic is like my favorite subplot of this season. God, Dude, he's so big. He's so big, and people want to act like he isn't. Yeah, no, people are like, are like, uh, it's like what I do for Baker. You kind of take like promising photos of him where he doesn't look as big as he is, yeah. and then then you hope that people just don't talk about it. I do. don't <laughs> fat shame. Yeah, <laughs> that uh, was a thing I saw on Twitter. People don't uh, fat shame Nikola Jokic. Oh, I'm uh, sorry, K- Kings fans. Kings fans are are another. When I when I like I was talking to Justin when I tweeted out the Woj thing that I saw on IG, Kings fans and Suns fans were in my mentions the most, saying that they need to get Kevin Love. But what do the Kings offer us? I mean, I mean, in the in our podcast Discord chat, um, some people have thrown out a Barnes Bielica Bielitsa uh, combo. Ugh. We I can't root for Harrison Barnes, guys. There's, no, too, me there's too many tweets. I, I mean, I, I respect the fact that he helped win us a championship, but outside of that, that, I really don't want any part of him. Yeah, the only way you want to do that, I mean, I don't know why the Kings would ever want him either, to be honest. They're overloaded on bigs. Well, kind of. I mean, they... Well, they don't uh, have any good bigs. Yeah, they're yeah, overloaded like they, on they, they can't they trade Bagley. They, they, they can't trade Bagley yet because they already passed on Luka for him, so I, I feel like they're pot committed. And yeah, I, I just don't, the Kings don't make a lot of sense to me. I feel like a team that knows they aren't a free agent destination um, that's kind of either on the verge of making playoffs or kind of in the bottom 
uh, four of the playoffs. I, I feel like that's kind of the ideal spot. Because... Boy, would it be nice if the Jazz had at least one decent prospect. Oh my God! They need it too. They need a they need a shakeup. That team's struggling. They they need they need a player like Love. But the only way to make the money work is to include a Mike Conley, who looks mm-hmm. mega washed. By the way, he looks uh, washed. I was wrong about the Jazz and him. Yeah, Josh, I, just, I, I thought you made a real great point that with how bad this free agent market is, and with Kevin Love being the only name really on the trade market or the biggest name, and. and Name recognition really does matter, especially for some of these small market teams. Oh, for sure. If they can't get a return for Kevin Love, that's not just a bad look for the Cavs. That's a bad look for the NBA because there is no drama right now. The last trade was in July. Um, I, I think just the the lack of trans uh, transactions or, or storylines like that, like the Lakers are good, but there's nothing really interesting other than the fact they're good. It's, well, we'll wait until the playoffs. If there's no market out there for love when you know there's no better options in free agency this summer, um, there, there's no bigger name on the market right now, that that would be – that's a tough look. Do you think it, you could um, convince the Wolves to give you give up Jarrett Culver? I wish. Is he, Along with shedding Gorgie Zhang. He's not playing well. Doesn't doesn't – Kevin, Kevin hates uh dude, the owner though, Glenn Taylor. Oh, that's a good yeah. I uh, this isn't Kevin's call. He's locked up for four years. Well, also, here's the thing I want to bring up. Two things. The Cavs saved Kevin from having to request a trade. They kind of did him a favor because yeah. that trade request was coming probably publicly yeah. within, within two weeks. And honestly, it might still come. Right. Yeah, I, I feel they, like they bailed him out from being the bad guy a little bit, but also he wants to play for a contender, these demands. How much are the Cavs going to work with him to do that? Like, are they just going to say, fuck you and send him to wherever? Or are they going to kind of do right by him? I think that's a big question in this. I, I think this is going to be something that actually unfolds fairly quickly. Because um, let, let's use the Denver example. For for if whatever reason they, they prioritize love over Millsap, they feel he fits their needs more. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to get that done now because you'd want to flip Millsap at the deadline as an expiring guy that can help a team. Yeah. Um, I, we get, I, are we getting Gary Harris in that deal? I, I would like that. Is that I, I would like Gary Harris as well. Um, is that is that who we look for in that in that move? Well, I mean, they literally have trade, traded Gary Harris for Kevin Love before. It just got vetoed at the last minute. Thanks, Gary um, Pritchard. Yeah, Kevin, Kevin Pritchard. It's fine. well, whatever. I'm gonna. It's Gary. Yeah, he, he's he's such a fucking Gary Carter. Just just Gary. <laughs> for for that for that fuck up, it's Gary. <laughs> yeah, I I, Actually, I think I tell, no matter I tell who. A story you... real quick. Go ahead. ComplexCon. We had a panel with Richard Jefferson, Rachel Nichols, Gilbert Arenas, Matt Barnes, whatever. Richard and the video is dropping this week. Not to plug anything. It's not about the plug. But RJ talked about that trade more in depth than I've seen anybody talk about the Paul George for Kevin Love trade. And it's actually fascinating because they had agreed to it and the Pacers GM, RJ said, knew nothing. The the Pacers ownership had reached out to RJ to ask him about Kevin Love, what kind of guy he was, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The Pacers GM knew nothing about this. All these conversations were going on, and he knew not a word of it. I can't believe he's still there after that. After that much conversation went on. So Herb Cole or whoever the hell owns the Pacers now was negotiating with straight with Gilbert? And 
the the Nuggets uh, owner. Like it was all. I feel like <laughs> owners negotiate this shit a lot more than we want to think. RJ was he dropped and and I'll send it to you guys parts of the story that I don't think that have ever been like publicly said yet. And I, it blew me away. And I was like, one, the ripple effect of just that not happening. Like think about with the Cavs. I'm not saying LeBron stays, but so much could have happened differently. I think if that happens, you know, oh, buddy, I would have been so annoyed if the the two of them just left for LA the next year. Oh, <laughs> Which I, I, I still, my conspiracy theory is still that um, LeBron going to the Lakers was part of that lifetime Nike deal that he signed. Um, uh, maybe you got the tinfoil hat on for that one. I think Carter. Oh, I, I 100% do like that. Oh, is I'm, straight a, up I'm in on this. Theory. Oh, you're in on that one, Carter. Okay. Dude, right. you hear, you hear stories that, he, that like the summer of 2016, after they won the title, people were like, yeah, he's going to the Lakers. Don't forget when Lonzo was drafted, he was sitting courtside at the summer league games for Lonzo next to Nike executives. Stay. I, Fucking well, woke, chops. That, I mean, that was because they wanted Lon- at one t- at that time they thought Lonzo was still a good basketball player. We now know he's not. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> oh, by the way, by the way, before we continue, I just saw that uh, ESPN's head story right now is how Lonzo Ball is rebuilding his shots with the Pelicans with a new form and a newfound confidence. The number two overall pick is working towards becoming a consistent threat from beyond the arc. Wasn't oh he just God. benched today? That's a guy who's getting traded. I'll, I'll tell you, the trade market is is weak this year. He's Gr- bad. Gr- Griff does not want that guy. I'm not speaking like I've talked to Griff or anything. You can just tell that that guy does not fit into a type of team that Griff is going to build. Nah, they're they, they're trading that guy for sure. Man, if... the Bulls, <laughs> the Bulls are always uh, that'd be interesting. To, that or, would be interesting, but I I like Kobe White, but if, man. It's there's no real easy spot for Kevin Love. Like it's it's going to be no. interesting. I do think that it's going to be something that happens quickly. Um, but finding a location for Kevin Love is really difficult. But getting an erection doesn't have to be. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves, saying things like "I lost my mojo," or we avoid it altogether with excuses like "I had a long day at work," or "Sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it." But with Roman, it's easy to talk about it. With a real doctor who can prescribe real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free evaluation online and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash BlueWire and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect to a doctor and get it taken care of. Just go to GetRoman.com slash BlueWire to get a free online visit and free online, uh, free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash BlueWire for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com slash Blue wire. How Justin, about that, guys? Justin, before you transition, can we do a little ad read talk? Yeah, let's let's uh, let's pull back the curtain here. So, uh, as you guys know, uh, I famously botched my Manscaped read with Zayback. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Chops! Did you have the chance to listen to that? Yeah, of course. 
I really okay. struggled. I, I was listening to that on my flight back from Cleveland, and I was losing my mind laughing. <laughs> I, that was the funniest. Thing. I was I was trying to get over uh, the depression of listening to Carter and Zavek and the same pod. <laughs> well, I'll tell <laughs> you Nothing what, man. You guys, but you guys are sad. Like you, like you guys are like. It's just I actually so think we were. Team. Yeah, we're just yeah, we're low. Imagine we're, how bad it would be now. That that'd no, be a nice. Yeah, that'd be a hell of a pod. Yeah. Uh, but I I just want to say I was I was listening to Two Bears One Cave the Tom Segura Burt, Burt Kreischer pod yeah and they had a manscaped read and it just real and they just fucking knocked it out of the park bro and <laughs> I just spent the whole time thinking like oh I should I should have done this as well as they did they talked about shaving their buttholes <laughs> it was just it was so funny I was just giggling the whole time and I was like I could have I could have done this for our listeners you dropped the failed. ball man. Yeah, uh, I, yeah I did absolutely. my I did my first ad read today for for one of our pods. Yeah, it, how how did it go? Did you feel comfortable? Yeah, of course. You know, it, it took it took us a minute to find our rhythm on them. Justin, with the free Canadian healthcare, do you do you need to sign up for Roman, or do they just kind of ship all that out to you guys? Yeah, they, oh, yeah, they, they just, everyone they just, just gets it. it. Everyone yeah. just gets it, whether they have ED or not. Yeah, they just <laughs> ship us uh, deer antler spray for our penis, and, and, that, and that gets the just the wakes wakes the old girl up. Um, <laughs> it just comes in the mail, just like like the like the catalogs for the uh, Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> yeah it's hey we, we just had a feeling that you could use this hey. Tops, i, I want to get your thoughts on, on one thing because there, there was talk i guess bayline had mentioned that uh they might be splitting up the the sex line duo or or making changes to the starting lineup where where are you currently at with the young guys on the team and are you in favor of splitting them up this early can they split colin sexton up to another team <laughs> and I'm um, the I, I think that's possible it, it would not surprise me honestly i think everybody on the team should be available um Except in the for, kevin love it, trade or in in general just to gar- get a better even garland even garland if it's a good enough return like if Except, you can actually go out and get a good young guy that we already know is good um i'd make anyone available justin's doing the whole no one only like one guy in the league is ever untouchable yeah angle right you can't, I mean, I you like can't trade both your your lottery point guards, but you have to trade one of them. And if I had to pick one of them, despite Garland being like super bad right now, yeah, he's just not. It's just good. You have to the tools. This is a good bad lib we have here. <laughs> the tools are theoretically there. Like I, I I've seen players that play like him be successful in this league. So I believe that he can maybe one day, hopefully, do that. I was a big Sexton guy last year. You know, I really wanted to believe in him. That was mostly because I thought people were just being too mean to him, and I just wanted to be contrarian. So if yeah, we're being, so- if we're being- <laughs> I'm very shocked. I'm not shocked at this at all. I'm shocked that you're admitting it. Yeah. So bring the curtain back. Uh, yeah. One like one thing I learned about doing podcasts: just honesty sells. So uh, now you know what. There's no reason to be contrarian. Like he just kind of sucks. Uh, move him to the bench. Move him wherever. I don't care. I can't watch him and Garland play together anymore. It just it's it, it's just not working. They have to figure something else. They are that he. The problem is that Garland just can't ever find any any kind of consistent rhythm as yep. as an off ball player because Sexton can't find him. Um, Sexton ever. can't space for him right now. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. It's just like, on one hand, it's so it, it 
it feels a little disingenuous for me to to put blame on Sexton for yeah. Garland's poor play because it's like for sure Garland also makes Sexton's life harder too, you know, and maybe Sexton looks better if he actually gets to guard a point guard instead of guys who are like six eight. Um, <laughs> True, and and he's getting guarded by these guys. Like, I mean, talk about a tough matchup. I mean, Jimmy Butler's like the primary guy. These big wings are just smothering Sexton defensively. Um, and maybe if he got to go against some point guards, he'd have an easier time. So I don't know. But I think well, he'll have more of a chance to do that with the it, second unit. Well, I think ultimately the reason you bench Sexton is uh that that's just what the team's hypothetical construction calls for. I don't right. I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> like, well, a, I, I think I think Garland construction. Yeah, I think Garland has more of a chance to be someone that can actually run an offense. Like, I think it's clear to anybody watching he has better vision. He's not making the reads at the right time. Like, they're delayed at this point. But he has that type of ability, and he has the vision, and he, he'll make great passes from time to time. Whereas Sexton, I think, just flat out doesn't really have that as part of his game. Well, it's you, the thing that I said to Trevor. Sorry to cut you off, but it, it's the thing I said to Trevor or that we said to each other. I forget who made the point, but it's like Sexton can make the passes, but he can't see them. Garland can see the passes, but he can't make them. And I'd right. rather have the latter problem. I, I told Lima this the other day. If you could just combine them into one player, we'd have like an all-star. Yeah, he he needs his confidence. And if you combine their assist totals together, you'd have <laughs> three uh, Hassan Whiteside. <laughs> you'd have three a game. It's so, just like so, it, yeah. well, the other thing about moving section sex of the bench, you got to get Jordan Clarkson off this team. Yeah, that's he's, that's the thing. He's really taking up so they have so, Knight Clarkson. Like you have so many guards, you got to push these guys out to really get to that construct and kind of see if Sexton can be that guy off the bench, get him away from Garland, see if that helps Garland, see see how that – but the problem yeah. with that is Clarkson is kind of cogging that all up right now. Yeah, the way yeah. you frame that I think is really smart because ultimately the Cavs are going to have to do some figuring here. They're going to have to figure out if, if Garland can be their lead point guard. They have to figure out if Sexton can be a microwave bench scorer. Uh, and you kind of can't do either of those things while Clarkson's here. And I also think it's pretty fair to surmise that Clarkson was one of the people who talked to Chris Fedor and voiced yeah. complaints. <laughs> I was going to say it's, uh, I was going to raise that at that point. Uh, yeah. I would, I would agree. So <laughs> if, if you, uh, if you, uh, put the pieces together, uh, it just makes a lot of sense that I actually think getting, uh, Clarkson, uh, out of here, especially to maybe provide some cap relief for, a team that thinks that they have a shot for Giannis um, down the line. I think he can. I think he can help a team. Like yeah, I, he can I think help he flat someone out can help probably. A team. And yeah, so I'm going to tell people he yeah. can help a team. So hopefully the GMs see the tweets or something. Like yeah. you yeah. look at yeah. you look at bench players, and I think Clarkson. The the only problem with Clarkson really is the money he's being paid, which is over after this season. Uh, yeah. You trade for him now, and you're, you're a team that needs that scoring punch on the bench. You also get his bird rights. So you can sign him to a more reasonable contract, and uh, you can go over the cap to do so. Yeah, um, max, so, max him out. Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel, like, I feel like I have more – I'm more interested in trading Clarkson than trading uh, Love right now. Can, can I say I, – I heard who the, who the players were. 
have you guys i mean if you want to disclose it like you would like do you, do you want it to be... i haven't heard from anyone who would let me disclose it yeah we, <laughs> we've, not... we've heard but we haven't heard from anyone that's given us i mean the i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say who told me but it's someone i trust i mean okay. go ahead i heard it was three players should we go through yeah Adam. brandon knight mm-hmm. jordan clarkson yep colin sexton okay that lines I, up with I have what... heard i have actually heard a few different names so clearly it's we we've got some mixed signals here. Obviously, anytime anonymous reporting happens, but if it 100%. is sex, if it is Sexton, then you know that's such a bad indicator. I've I've heard those three from everybody, and Love was the other name that was lumped in there. I, I think Love just kind of like the coincidence of what happened that day, kind of just like makes that seem. What yeah, I'm happy. Love, love, love seems was, so yeah. love seems so obvious that like I I feel yeah. <laughs> I feel okay. You don't even need to that. say him. Sexton's the the one. If so, like I. That's just something I heard. I like. I don't want to put it on there. Like Colin, don't come after me. Just what I heard. But Colin's I'm, not on social media. He's a good. He's a good. Uh, detached. Man. I think we can all agree that Tristan was not one of them, which is very cool. And obviously, TT's post game remarks about it were some of the biggest leadership like words I've heard in Cleveland in like forever. You know, chatty like, patty. Like he's such a leader. <laughs> it, it was very cool to kind of hear him address it like that i just want tristan to know that it's it's chatty kathy well he's he's canadian yeah carter carter we have we have different versions all right oh my god (laughs) he's canadian uh man it's this is cole's notes all over again yeah no kidding (laughs) this well this is something that like i've been told from like day one like i i know people with team canada and they said even when there were no nba players there basically like tristan was that guy tristan was always stepping up he, he's that type of leader and the incentive of winning doesn't necessarily need to be there for him to be a leader like team canada especially when he started out there not a good team we're, we're losing to argentina we're, we're losing to like uh god what was the real painful loss i think i think it was like guatemala or something like that Uh, no there there was some real bad loss that wiggins basically cost us the game but like he he still is bringing that same energy in losing efforts which we are now seeing this season um he does provide that leadership and if you do end up moving kevin love you you already have if you kept love you have like 50 million in space uh if you move him and you don't have a ton of uh salary that goes beyond this season um, you you just have more space than you have any ability to spend. Like, yeah. and, and you might as well spend that on a guy that's still 28 years old and provides leadership. I, I, I think that that would be a smart idea, especially because he does fit well with Garland and Kevin Porter Jr. and, and Osman and, and the other young guys. How It took us this long to mention the Cavs' best rookie. Yeah, KPJ. I was going to ask you about him because I, I wanted to know if you're moving Sexton out of the starting lineup, is KPJ the guy that you're putting in? So what would that be? That'd be Garland, Porter, Porter. Jr., Jetty, Love, Tristan for now. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Beeline would try and maybe do Delhi. Would he try and do Delhi? Like, <gasps> yeah, I know. I don't like it, but... I don't what... hate it only because I think it gets Garland some off-ball looks. Uh. <sighs> Delhi's like probably a bottom like twenty five player in the league, right? Dude, right. I don't think he starts in Europe. I, I think he sucks. <laughs> like I, I think he flat out is just not good now. What what I would actually if you're he's trying, a worse shooter than Kevin Porter Jr. somehow, like just by form. If, if you're I, trying to build a roster that both developed 
or if you're trying to build a lineup that both helps Garland develop and stay somewhat competitive, I think what you'd actually do is slide Jetty over to the two and start McKinney. Yeah, I'm I'm more okay with starting McKinney than starting KPJ. The biggest problem with this remains the Clarkson problem because all of a sudden now you have Clarkson, yes. Sexton, KPJ <laughs> coming off the bench. You got you got to get Clarkson out of here. You got to trade him. Like December sixteenth, I think you have to be making Clarkson calls. Yeah, are are we able to trade on the fifteenth or is it the sixteenth? Because what whatever day that is i mean you can trade them now um but i want to have that deal lined up for the the first available moment and it'd be fun like i from even just a podcast standpoint i i'd want a trade to be done by this time next week yeah 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 clarkson feels much more doable than love like there's no reason you can't move clarkson early yeah i mean just looking for something better like love it's i i'm worried might drag on just because the fits are so difficult. The amount of money you have to convince ownership to spend, much more cumbersome. Cavs will be wanting more. I think the love thing, I, I, the only way, like I think obviously teams would be smart to go the route of getting love like kind of into their system and everything. Mm-hmm. But the Cavs aren't, I mean, they need to get multiple suitors going in this because if they don't, then – a team like say it's only port and interested they're gonna they're gonna drag their feet you need to get multiple teams going in this and that's the only way that i think it could get accelerated but like carter's saying it's just so complicated to figure out a love deal for so many of these contenders that i don't know if it's something that can happen quickly i i hope phoenix just i i feel like phoenix is one of those teams that will pay full price very quickly um what what does that do for their for their cap situation though because they have to pay they have to pay uh booker after this year right or they already paid booker right they are they already paid booker uh aiden's still a little ways away uh you you reunite love and rubio um yeah james jones their gm that could i I was going to say james jones is their gm and their owner brings goats into an office to literally take a shit so i I, like it's i i I think you you both have a good connection there uh with james jones and kobe altman and you have an owner that's impatient and a little bit crazy which i i feel like is a good formula for for yeah but you also have an owner who's a lot of a cheap ass super cheap yeah, I, I guess. But at the same time, he threw like $30 million at Trevor Ariza. Sure, Dad. And, yeah. and the love contract is front-loaded. We all, we all make mistakes. <laughs> yes, yes, we absolutely do. So I think keeping our fingers crossed uh, that the, some team makes that mistake. Uh, also, do you think, I uh, not to go full conspiracy, but with the lack of a, big names on the trade market, you think the NBA tells the Cavs to kind of let it drag out, get the – Get the you know because like the I don't know if Kevin Love is moving a ton of. It's all they have. It's all they have. I I mean I I hope so. That'd be great. People fans talk themselves into mediocre, and Kevin Love's not mediocre. But Marcus Morris is going to have fans. Oh yeah, like uh, December fifteenth saying we need to get Marcus Morris. Do you remember the Tobias Harris conversation at the deadline? (laughs) The deadline. You remember that. The deadline makes these fan makes fan. We were weird. We were, we would get excited about Channing Fry. Obviously, Channing's awesome. Yeah, but swing like, and a miss on that reference. Yeah, Ch- Channing Fry won us a title. Listen, How dare l- you? Sir? Listen, listen, listen. I'm just saying, in a vacuum, yes. But like, 
it's not like Channing Fry is like a top twenty. You know, it's not. A, a, yeah, a, a, you guys understand what I'm trying to say. No, one hundred percent. Kevin Still Love is still a premier player. He's still a premier name. I think that they might want him on the. I don't know. I'm just listen, saying. listen. If the NBA is willing to give us a top three pick and guarantee that the pick is top three, one hundred percent, I will drag my feet. I I will I will shill whatever angle they want to talk. Like I, I'll <laughs> I'll do it all, man. Like give me Anthony Edwards. Like let, let's let's get this going. That, that's all I'm saying. Kevin Love's by far unless Dame shocks everybody and says i want out of portland kevin love is the biggest name that's going to be on the market this year yeah and, I, I don't i don't think dame's going to force his way to the lakers just yet that's probably exactly. coming soon but uh <laughs> like i don't think I, it's happening this season i really thought about it like i guess like cp3's name came up today but is that really moving the needle because like how many teams can even trade for cp3 with that contract his contract is like it's a lot worse than loves like yeah <laughs> It's that's just a shit ton of money. And I, I mean, who knows? Maybe Houston gets desperate, as you said, and they find a third team. Uh, they were already willing to give up multiple first round picks to get worse at point guard. Um, so <laughs> that's real funny. Um, but before we wrap this up, though, we, we talked about it very briefly. Uh, but Kevin Porter Jr., I want to get your thoughts on him because he, he really excites the hell out of me. I, I love him. His floor vision is like the biggest surprise to me and like it, it makes me genuinely happy when he gets out in the open court he he can make the right passes he gets to the rim he can finish obviously the shot needs to come along I think it will but he is really the the, the lone bright spot and obviously hopefully when Windler comes back he brings it too but Kevin Porter Jr. is just I look at him and I know he is an NBA probably starting player He's going to pan out. I, I think he's he's going he's going to be a top ten player from this draft. I'm I'm fairly confident in that. And I loved in the broadcast they they mentioned that even since training camp he's added twelve pounds of muscle. He doesn't wait till summer for that. He's already <laughs> getting strong. Yeah, just like get the shot worked out. You know, like uh, go to Brickley or whoever needs to get your shot worked out. Mm-hmm. It, I, Gar- Garrity would be the guy with the the Cavs that it, remade can, uh, Jetty's and Sexton's jumper. If you can just get him to what, like thirty five percent from three, is that? I mean, right around there. I think I think you got something. Yeah, at that point, if he can make defenders think twice or punish them if they're not closing out, um, all of a sudden he becomes a, a pretty damn complete player. Like he plays team basketball. Like he's not some black hole ball hog. Um, he goes out there and he really competes on defense and the mistakes he makes are trying to do the right things, which I, I absolutely love. I had no idea he could pass as well as he, as he did. I, I did not see that kind of in his little draft profile, which is, it's a nice surprise. Yeah, he does, he does flashy passes and, um, they're, his reads are, are better than expected. Even Carter's on the Kevin Porter Jr. bandwagon, which warms my heart. Carter, Listen, are you? Yeah. You, you like a Cavs player? Oh fuck off! <laughs> I, I say that to Zayback like once a week, and he just he doesn't reply. So I, I, don't, I don't. I don't appreciate this. Uh, this I, I respect that I've been a real Debbie Downer, but so have you, Chops. I'm not being uncommonly pessimistic. <laughs> no, nah, we're all pessimistic except for Justin. Justin's yeah. the only one. Yeah, yeah Justin's well, the I... only one who, if you listen to last week's pod, said. Maybe it would be nice if the Cavs didn't have to worry about getting Kevin Love touches anymore. Well, no, you just get the focus on Garland. You just get really the... going out of their way to do it right now. Oh my God, what a spin! The PR, oh, man. Cavs I, I PR will find an angle, Justin. 
I, I'm a marketing major, man. I will find a way to sell anything. That, that, that's what I'm here to do. And also, you getting like incredulous over the things I say is, is good audio. So I, I'm here to serve the people, Carter. Ah, uh, you fraud. Carter, rank your, rank your three favorite Cavaliers right now. I'd love to know. Oh, that's um, great. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> Tristan, it already, Tristan's it easy. Took too long. It already Tristan, took yeah, too long. Tristan's easy. Yep. Um, then I would probably say Jetty. Oh God. Um, and then KPJ. All right. Okay. That's a solid three. It's not solid at all, actually, but that's fine. <laughs> I'd put, I have to put Garland in my top three. How? Still because the, the idea of Darius Garland is, is, oh, it's so sexy. It it's is so, so good. Sexy. Well, I the, just, I, the reality of it sucks balls right now. <laughs> I just think about Kobe in that open gym and Garland just hitting every three-point shot. Do you, do you think in the open uh, gym for the first five minutes they were like, no, no, you have to shoot. You're open. I, I don't <laughs> know, but I just – the dollar signs coming over Rich's face, like I just – I love it. It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. going to work out, Carter. You're, you're going you're gonna to look like a fool and, how, and I will mock you. How many minutes are we in? Uh, we are at 45, so I was just about to wrap it up. Took me 45 minutes to mention Rich Paul, so take that. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Classic. Listen, I, I let me before we wrap. I do want to note: I don't think Garland's a bus. I just want to complain for a while that he's bad right now, and yeah. I'm allowed to. Damn it. Yeah, uh, for okay. sure. No, 100. I don't think I don't think we can blame anybody for being mad about any Cavaliers players. They're losing mm-hmm. by 40 consistently, like every night. People have the right to be upset. I. It's just the Garland thing is it, his profile shows that he should be better. So it's just you just want it to happen, you know. It's, and that's what's frustrating for me right now. Mm-hmm. He, you know he's not shooting well from three, and he's still shooting like thirty six percent. Like I, I, yeah. I think he's going to. I, I think the second half of the year is going to be real fun with Garland and. We're still just twenty games in, so he he's just getting in shape. He yeah. he's he's getting his legs underneath. I'm gonna lose my mind if it doesn't. So I don't. Yeah, it's gonna be real ugly. You know what really is frustrating to me right now is that I just read that Arby's is buying Buffalo Wild Wings for two point four billion. Who the hell gave Arby's more money than Buffalo Wild Wings? Is this an ad read for Arby's? No, I'm, oh, okay. I just saw this in a news article. <laughs> we were getting really nihilistic, so what... Carter's like, "Let's eat Arby's." <laughs> I don't know anyone who. He's gone to Arby's in months. I know a lot more people that go to B Dubs. That's a weird. Yeah, I, I, if you would have asked me who has more money, yeah, I would who go. bought who? We yeah. would both. We, I think we would all agree that it's B Dubs. Do they have B Dubs in Canada? Uh, yes, they. Uh, wait, no, no, we don't. Do they have Arby's? Why did you not See, know the answer to that? Well, because I, I like almost consider North, North Dakota to be. Jesus. To be Canada because we, we drive down there often. My enough. family lives in North Dakota on my mom's side way back. Yeah. I'm really sorry to hear that. It sucks. It really <laughs> Does sucks. It? I'm the guy it. from Peg City. Oh, man. They, oh. Hey, people from North Dakota call Winnipeg the Vegas of the North because they come up here and they drink, they gamble because our, our drinking age is three years younger. So we, uh, kind of a we, party. we are a destination. We are a travel destination. Why don't they just go to Las there? Vegas? It can't, it's not that far. Because uh, it's like a, an hour drive to come up here. We're we're right at the border, basically. Uh, I'll have to visit sometime. 
All right. Well, that's a great place to wrap it up. Eat Arby's, folks. Visit Travel Winnipeg. Uh, And if you want to support uh, both of our podcasts, check out the Load Management Podcast over at Complex. Cannot recommend it highly enough. Thank you so much, Chops, for coming on. If you guys want to support both podcasts, subscribe. Leave a rating. Leave a review. Unsubscribe. Resubscribe and help cook those books. Um, Chops... Do you do you want to once again address the, the review that your mom left on the podcast? Yeah, I feel bad because I deleted it. Because, oh, like, you should have left it up. That was I that was iconic. So, so yeah, if uh, if you guys do follow the Manage Podcast, our first review, uh, I, what did it say? It said like awesome. it was chops twenty three. No, but what, awesome what did she, what did she, yeah, or she was like she was like awesome. This is great, and uh, so yeah, it, under my old Apple ID which she uses unknowingly because I got her Apple music last year. And just, she doesn't know how to like set it up. So she just uses my Apple ID and she, she seemed so devastated when I was explaining to her that she had to delete it. Like she, she was like, <laughs> she was like so sad. And I'm like, I should have just left it up. I feel bad. I might just like have her write it again or something. I don't know. <laughs> you blew it, bro. Yeah. Oh man. All right. So adding to that list, leave a rating and go love your mothers. If you want to be part of our discord chat, you can send a screenshot of your review to chasedownpod at gmail.com and we will send you an invite link to that discord. You can also subscribe to our premium feed. Just Google chase down premium and uh, we come uh, at least five times a month. Uh, recaps of the week for the young guys, questions and answers, uh, off-topic podcast stuff like that so if you want to support us that way we really do appreciate it but no matter how you choose to support us we appreciate your support thanks to carter thanks to Chops. until next time go cap